the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And in this corner, weighing in with his take on current events, the smarty of the party, the mighty might from the right, the heavyweight of debate, the man who's in cahoots with the grassroots, the broadcaster master, Jimmy Sangenberger. Time now for the second hour of the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. News Talk 710-KNUS. This hour is jam-packed. We'll open the phones back up in the next hour. But Merry, Merry Christmas, one and all. Thanks for joining us. Pastor Gino Geraci joining us in the next segment to fill out the rest of the hour but we have a very very special guest that i do not want to keep holding here on the jimmy sangenberger show is that you santa claus gifts i'm preparing for some christmas sharing but i pause because Hang in my stocking, I can hear knocking. Is that you, Santa Claus? Sure is dark out, ain't the slightest spark out upon my clacking jaw. Who's there, who is it, uh, stopping for a visit? Is that you, Santa Claus? Are you is that you, Santa Claus? Are you joining us once again on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show? Oh, 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 you know it's true, Jimmy. Merry Christmas! <laughs> Merry Christmas, Santa. Hey, can you do a Louis Armstrong impression? Is that is that a skill that you have by chance? It is me, Jimmy. It's me, Santa Claus. <laughs> You know, it is always a joy and a treat to have you on the program. Merry Christmas. How are things at the North Pole? Oh, you know, busy as usual. Tis the season and everything. <laughs> Christmas Eve tomorrow night. Uh, how are you feeling as we're just about to the big night of the year? Oh, I'm ready to go. You know it. Mrs. Claus has had me on that special diet. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know. A little bit of loving, a little bit of sugar. <laughs> Milk and cookies. Be ready to fly around the world. No problem. <laughs> you know, I, I ask you how things are in the North Pole. Now, I know we have a southern border crisis where we have hundreds of thousands of people coming across the border within a matter of a couple of months. 
Do you have a a crisis like that? Any sort of issues that go on in the North Pole? Because I'm hearing that you do. We do indeed, yes. That's the only downside. Um, You know, we voted to make it a sanctuary workshop. I I didn't have a vote, or I would have voted against that. I'm I'm not all for, you know, open ice. (laughs) I'm against it, actually. So what is is this an influx from the south with South Pole elves coming across the border? Oh yeah, yeah, they've got a whole list of demands. You know, the usual. Well, in fact, in fact, Santa Claus. Uh, this week we did catch up with one of those illegal Christmas elves in ice, as they call themselves, uh, Stanley Twinkleflake, and here is what he had to say about his expectations and what's going on. Again, elf leader Stanley Twinkleflake, one of the illegal South Pole elves at the North Pole. Let's roll the tape. Jimmy, you know something? The South Pole elves are sick and tired of this lack of resources. All the good supplies go to the North Pole. Santa hogs them all up and just hogs them and hogs them. He won't get, we have have a list of demands. We we demand elf care, elf care for everybody. We demand an unlimited supply or at least access to figgy pudding, uh, sugar plums, and candy canes. We at ICE, uh, that stands for illegal Christmas elves, demand that if Santa's going to make it a sanctuary workshop, he better live up to it, by golly. We better have our gingerbread houses are freezing down here. We need igloos, Santa. We need igloos. We're not going to stop until we get every single South Pole elf all the way up to the North Pole. Uh, Santa, those are really strong words earlier this week from Stanley Twinkleflake. Your reaction, sir? Well, um, I got one thing to say to Stanley. Uh, just have your papers. Just have your papers ready, and we'll see what we can do. I'm not going to promise anything. You're not going to get a free cell phone or a backpack or anything. But we'll see what we can do. It is the North Pole, Jimmy. You know, we have to be uh, – I'm kidding, of course. We're not letting any of them in. <laughs> I, I, uh, Santa, I, I do have a listener text asking if the elves traveled from the south via a caravan. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I had NORAD track them as well. Yeah, we, uh, we see them. They're they're coming, uh, steady stream. Wow, oh, oh wow, that is uh, quite something to know that even the North Pole has a crisis of illegal immigration of South Pole elves as well. Uh, Santa Claus, of course, we have always seen. Boys and girls that send Santa their Christmas letters. I know that there is an app on uh, folks' smartphone where they can go and uh, uh, post all sorts of different content and videos. And there was some way, I think, to upload video messages recently that to get straight to Santa Claus with their uh, Christmas wishes. Did you get any of those? Uh, what's the app or platform that we're talking about? I think it's, it was a glitter. I don't. I don't remember what it yeah, is. The glitter app. Yeah. Glitter. Glitter. Yeah. On glitter, you got these messages. Uh, were there any that you can share with us that you thought were particularly interesting? Oh sure, here, uh, here. Let me uh, let me cue one up here for you. I'm sitting around the old computer here. Okay, here we go. All right, dear Santa. Hey, Big Red. It's Bill. I've been real quiet lately. You know, I've been a real good boy. So I just wanted to ask you for a holiday miracle. 
I want to be on the nice list, but I'm stuck on the naughty list. And by naughty, of course, I'm talking about the Jeffrey Epstein Lolita Express, or as I call it, the Bipolar Express list. I want to get off that list, man. you got to help me out here. Now, I don't need to tell you that the painting of me in the blue dress was forged. I never had a modeling session in that woman's dress. I mean, people call me a poser sometimes, but never in a dress. Oh, also, uh, could you tell you-know-who that it's officially over? She'll know what it means. Thanks, Santa. Santa, do you have any response to uh, Mr. Clinton? Well, indeed, Jimmy, I uh, I do have a response to Mr. Clinton. Sorry, my friend, you are permanently on the naughty list. I don't think there's anything that you're going to be able to do that'll get you off that list. Hey, once you're impeached, you're impeached. <laughs> yes. uh, so uh, anybody else that you got any of these messages from Santa Claus? Oh, here's one uh, you might find interesting. Hold on. I'm looking. Dear Santa. It's me, Vladimir. My Christmas czar informs me that NORAD will be tracking Slay's progress over European theater. As there are no good kids in Russia, thanks to internet, please go directly to Slay, fly over Russia, and do not let parachutes or drones drop as they are no good ski and will be shot out of sky. Please inform Rudolph that Red Nose will be considered an act of aggression and will not be tolerated. Remember, Santa. Keep it up. I love, Red is my favorite color. Anyway, on to Christmas wish. I only want peace. Peace of Ukraine, peace of Crimea, peace of Earth, and my will towards men. Well, I have election to influence, so I gotta go. Um, Santa Claus, that was a rather interesting one coming from Vladimir Putin, I think. What's your response to him? Oh, I, I don't really know what to say to that. You know what? There are good kids in Russia, and I'm going to make sure that they get their presents one way or another. <laughs> There's no good doubt about it, Jimmy. Good I for have you. Good I for you. We, we have time for one more if you have it, sir. Well, uh, let's. Well, I'm gonna let's see. I'm gonna. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, oh, I found some. I found some on paper here. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, this one is from Greta Thunberg, Al Gore, and John Kerry. It says, "Dear Santa, we demand that your sleigh goes full electric by next Christmas. We've just been informed that it's reindeer powered and that reindeer gas emissions are at an all-time high. Also." Please stop freezing our jets to the ground and runways in Germany, as it makes it very hard to get to our meetings in the desert. <laughs> if you don't comply, we'll send protesters from Just Stop Christmas to freeze themselves to your runway, impeding your deliveries. Well, that's not very... Hey, you know what, Jimmy? The joke's on them. The sleigh's nuclear. Yeah, it's nuclear powered. The why do you have the reindeer? Is it just for show these days? Oh well, you know, I I always thought tradition was best, and uh, and the reindeer love it. You know, the reindeer love that. They love the they love it. They get they get out of the North Pole. They travel the world. They get to they get to see all the Christmas magic in effect. And uh, let's see. Oh, we have some. Oh, you know what? I, I got another letter here. I got another Go for one. it, Santa. It's from uh, it's from George Santos. He 
He wants to lead the uh, Team USA to victory in the uh, Olympic basketball next summer. Uh, let's see some of the other wishes of George Santos. He he wants to. Uh, he, he, oh, oh, this, one, this one's funny right here. He he wants to make sure that uh, all the organizations he founded, like PETA and the NAACP, you know, keep going on with the good work they're doing. He he so, founded yeah, all of those, didn't he? Well, sure, yeah. It says right here on his resume that Did, he sent me. I, I, I heard that he invented the Internet, not Al Gore. Do you know if there's any truth to that rumor? Well, I think I think he helped. I think he, uh, according to his resume, he helped He helped a lot. He helped invent the Internet. And Oh, and also, uh, one last thing. He would like another shot at Conor McGregor. He says, this time it's personal. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, Santa, let's, let's just get down to brass tacks. This is the question. That everyone is wondering. It is Christmas Eve Eve. We're joined by the one and only Santa Claus. Is Jimmy Sangenberger on the nice list, Santa? Now, as far as I know, yes, indeed, you are. As far as you know, what? I, 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 well, I'm having trouble with the spelling. Let's see, it's S A N G B B U R Sangenberger, right? Is that is that correct? Yeah, all E's all the time, Santa. There's no A I or U in Sangenberger. All E's all the time. And Santa, once you know that, it's easy. Well, I can't. I can't think of anything easier, uh, except for I'm going to have to learn you how to spell your name right. It isn't a Y. It's an I-E at the end of that. Uh, <laughs> I think that's wrong. Jimmy has a Y <laughs> in there. But Santa, for real, am I on the nice list? Am I getting gifts this Christmas? Are you kidding? You're tied for first on the nice list. <laughs> You're way up there. Beautiful. Tied with about eight billion other people (laughs) that makes me excited santa we are out of time but i want to ask you one final question what do you want to say to the folks listening on this christmas eve eve everyone have a wonderful year enjoy the rest of your holiday season make sure that you make some child's wish come true (laughs) merry christmas to all and to all a good night. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Santa. Thanks for joining us again on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. We will take a break. And as we go to a break, let's listen to a modern-day version of Zat You, Santa Claus? By the great Kenny Wayne Shepherd here on News Talk 710 KNUS. Pastor Gino Geraci up next. Santa Claus It sure is dark Not the slightest spark Hard in my crack and jaw Who the hell is that Stopping for a visit Is that you Santa Claus Are you bringing a present for me Something pleasantly pleasant for me That's what I've been Slipping it under the door. The are howling, 
Santa Claus. On your radio, smartphone, or smart speaker, News Talk 710, KNUS. version best christmas bumper music known to man jimmy sangenberger here with you it's the electric rev jimmy bratcher doing a bluesified cover of go tell it on the mountain from his album man it's christmas he's got some great tunes on there and it's just a fun fun version he's a phenomenal guitarist we've had him on the program before good to be with you by the way, let's break the the, the veil. Uh, Jimmy Viles returning as Santa Claus in that last segment. Check out his podcast, spoofpodcast.com. For spoof, with an exclamation point, spoofpodcast.com. There are some fun and hilarious bits. Jimmy's been our main go-to voice guy for uh, 10 years plus since the inception of this program. In fact, you hear his voice at the top of every hour on the program as he's also the voice of the announcer. Gotta love it. Gotta love him. And gotta love what he does. Merry Christmas. Jimmy with an I-E, although he always spells it wrong. Just like Jimmy Bratcher, Reverend Bratcher. Jimmy's with a Y, not an I-E. Why did, why did Santa even bring that up? I don't know. Good to be with you. News Talk 710 KNUS. Again, Jimmy Sangenberger here with you. On the program, top of the hour, we will get back to phone calls and uh, issues, discussions of the day. But now I am very pleased to welcome back to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show on this Christmas Eve Eve. He is Pastor Calvary South Denver and host of Crosswalk on our sister station, KRKS-FM. Pastor Gino Geraci returns to the program. Good morning and Merry Christmas, my friend. 
Well, Merry Christmas to you, Jimmy. Welcome back. It's good to be with you. Uh, When we talk about Christmas, we'll get to the meaning of Christmas, but let's talk about the spirit and the, the feel of Christmas, especially as we are told, at least, that we should be having a white Christmas, which I love. What does this season make you feel, Pastor Geraci? Well, in my view, I'm actually thinking about Charles Dickens, who who basically made the statement that that it's never more wonderful time to be a child than at Christmas time. And, um, you know, obviously Christmas is, is that time when we get together, when we, when we celebrate, if you will, what it means to love, to have family, uh, to belong. And of course, I think the ultimate uh, meaning of Christmas is found in the most famous passage of Scripture in the New Testament, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And um, so it's interesting to me that that really encapsulates the meaning of Christmas. And then we have this spirit of giving that also comes about, of course. Uh, There's a lot of commercialism that comes into play, but fundamentally it is about, like the Three Magi, it is about giving gifts, giving joy, and celebrating and sharing with one another. And I think that that's true. And and, and even people who don't necessarily self-identify as religious there is that spirit of generosity. I mean, I was out and about yesterday. It was bumper-to-bumper traffic, everybody scrambling to find gifts to give. And and I got to tell you something. Sacrifice over selfishness is a good thing in our culture and society. When you say that, sacrifice over selfishness, I mean, we have a uh, – it's it's a pretty clear statement, but expand on that for a moment. Well, I think that um, our culture is marked by the self and selfishness. And so anything that retards or impedes that becomes helpful because think about it. Sacrifice is a part of character development and character development is a part of virtue. And you know, the real Christmas story is the story of, in my view, of God becoming a human being in the person of Jesus. Why would God do that? Because he loves us. And so there's something about sacrifice and selflessness that generates love and gives us, I'm going to use the term, both the moral and the spiritual glue that sort of holds humanity together. You alluded to this before and and touched on it a bit, but I really want to expand for a moment, Pastor Gina Geraci, on the true meaning of Christmas. When you talk about the true meaning of Christmas, we've got some different elements to it. There are various facets, and so much of it, of course, is this gift-giving. But when we look at the true meaning of Christmas, what is that? Why? what, What do people need to be reminded of at this time of year, particularly Christians? Well, I'm thinking of that, again, the, the famous passage of John 3, 16, but the true meaning of Christmas is love. 
You know, uh, in the very famous love chapter in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the Apostle Paul talked about faith, hope, and love. These three, three things abide, but the greatest of these is love. The true meaning of Christmas is love. God loved his own and provided a way, the only way for us to spend eternity with him. And so this gift of his son, this gift of his son, um, is a manifestation, if you will, of this of the love of God. You know, many people. I remember growing up, and people would tell me, "God loves you. God loves you." And to me, it all seemed sort of cliche. And finally, in a in a moment of selfishness, I said, "How do you know?" And um, someone was smart enough to say, "Here in His love, in that while we were yet sinners." Christ died for the ungodly. In other words, here's how we know that a real God enters time and space and does the impossible, joins us, demonstrates his love, sacrifices himself, comes back to life. And I think it's it's made a lasting impression on this planet, so much so that even people who sort of don't live in that world there is that sense of love and generosity that sort of permeates, and people want to connect back to that. That is the true meaning of Christmas. So I would certainly agree. People have a yearning for love, but what we have, I want to link back to it, but what we have in this moment seems to be a lot of hate, whether we are right. talking about the rise in Jew hatred or even when you look at the FBI and their investigations into Catholic churches, anti-Catholic right. sentiment, and the list goes on. In politics, we have hatred, Republicans hating Democrats and Democrats hating Republicans and all of these things. So how do you reconcile that, this message of love and the yearning people have for that? But at the same time, we've got this discord and this hate that is running throughout our society. What an interesting question. And I'm thinking of, of it on a number of different levels. Because, you know, in that juxtaposition, we sometimes think that hate is the opposite of love. But I'm going to suggest to you that hate isn't the opposite of love, that the opposite of love is loss. And, and and hate, so even when you were talking about anti-Catholic sentiment or anti-Jewish sentiment, um, it seems to me there's lots and lots of reasons why people hate each other. You know, people might hate you, Jimmy, because they don't share your ideas. Uh, imagine you have a crazy idea about the, 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 the dignity of what it means to be a human meaning, a human being. Imagine you have this crazy idea that less government is better than more government. <laughs> Imagine you have these crazy ideas that people don't agree with, and so they decide to hate you instead of addressing the ideas and evaluating them, accepting or, or rejecting them on their own merit. I think that the source of Jew hatred and anti-Catholic hatred, I know it sounds simplistic, but I think it's because they hate the God that the Bible represents, that Roman Catholicism represents. They hate that God because that God sort of 
forms an imposition in their life. You mean I might be accountable to this God? You, you mean that there is such a thing as truth and morality and virtue and that I'm going to be held accountable for those kinds of crazy ideas? So, again, there's all kinds of excuses that people come up with for their hatred. I'm thinking about anti-Semitism in particular. You know, um, people, Jew hatred is the oldest hatred. It is. Did you did you know that uh, that over the last 1,700 years, Jews have been expelled from 80 different countries? I, I think so, I've heard that before. Right. And so so scholars, historians have come up with a number of ideas of what of, of what, why all that was happening. Race, there's racial theory. Uh, the Jews are hated because they're an inferior race. There's an economic theory that the Jews are hated because they possess too much wealth and power. There's an outsider's theory, which means that the Jews are hated because they're different from everyone else. Um Scapegoat theory, uh, deicide theory, the Jews killed Jesus, chosen people theory, the Jews are hated because they arrogantly declare that they're the chosen one. But if you start to look at all of these, I'm going to use the word rationalization, a plausible but untrue excuse of why people do what they do. Um, But many of these kinds of rationalizations can be applied to conservative thinking to Roman Catholicism, to Judaism, because again, it it takes time and effort to tell the truth. And um, again, I think that even for our friends who aren't religious, but might believe in evolution and and things like that, uh, imagine if they're willing to concede that human beings are social creatures even uh, even atheistic materialists are willing to concede that human beings are social creatures and that it's dangerous it's dangerous to tell the truth it's dangerous to tell the truth telling the truth isn't um conducive to survival remember in survival you go along to get along but imagine imagine living in a world where we agree that maybe there is such a thing as truth and we need to talk about it. Pastor Gino Geraci joining us. I want to add one more element to the discussion before we go to our break, and that is the University of Colorado Boulder's Mm -hmm. Ethnic Studies Department. I've reported on this almost two months ago, and we're seeing it come back into the headlines from a Nine News story a couple of days ago, delving into this a bit more. Uh, but the Ethnic Studies Department released a statement back on October 22nd or 23rd under university letterhead. It was read in class. It was distributed via email to all students and faculty in the department. It rejected, outright rejected, the word terrorism to describe Hamas's actions. They didn't wow. condemn Hamas. And this Ethnic Studies Department labeled the Palestinian cause a feminist issue, which is uh, quite ironic given the life, the subjugated life of women in patriarchal Gaza where the rape and kidnapping of dozens, if not hundreds of women and girls by Hamas during this war. They claimed the mantle of, quote, liberation, deoccupation, decarceration and decolonization of Palestine, even though, as you well know, Gino, Jews settled Israel two, three thousand years before the subsequent 
Arab colonization. And Israel hasn't occupied Gaza, by the way, since 2005. They pushed the sense that they were committing genocide. Israel is committing genocide, which, by the way, you were speaking about anti-Semitic tropes, is a modern-day repackaging of the blood libel trope of the Middle Ages. It goes on and on. They eventually deleted the statement soon after and then reposted it with some uh, statement and assertion that they oppose hatred of all forms, Islamophobia and anti-Semitism. And for anti-Semitism, they linked to a definition only for anti-Semitism. And it was to a uh, a definition that is widely discredited by scholars for the uh, the J- uh, Jerusalem Declaration on Anti-Semitism, and this is happening at a university in Colorado. We see this, of course, around the country, but this is like it's an endorsement. It came across the students as like it was an endorsement from the university, and then they hear hardly anything from university officials. Right. And and again, they're missing the point. Um, so so people who say we're not prepared to call Hamas a uh, a terrorist group. Well, remember, their Hamas is an acronym. People forget that it's an acronym, which is Harakat al-Muqwama al-Islama. It means Islamic resistance movement. They were part of the Muslim Brotherhood. Um, that in their charter, it called for the elimination of Israel. And there's a reason why they've been designated a terrorist organization by several nations. And there's a reason why, you know, again, part of the whole political isolation and indoctrination uh, that's taking place on our campuses. Imagine if you actually have a discussion about what's really going on. And um, the military efforts of Hamas uh, to to free themselves uh, uh, of, of so-called Israeli occupation. But to your point, there, no Israelis were occupying um, a Gaza when they attacked Israel and killed 1,400 people. Um, Jimmy, the, the way I think about it in microcosm is what happened at Columbine. I was a first responder at Columbine, and you'll remember at that time in 1999, you were very young back in those days, but it was traumatizing to the United States of America. Yeah. And the reason why it was traumatizing, uh, and I'm going to come back to our point here in just a moment, mothers all across America said to themselves, if my child isn't safe at school, where can they possibly be safe? Now, imagine fast forward to 9-11 and now fast forward to the traumatic events that have taken place in the Middle East. For Israel, that traumatic event was like 10 times worse than 9-11. There was a sense of utter, utter vulnerability on the part of Israel and the Jewish people. And so we're talking about an existential threat right at this very moment for the people of Israel. And again, this is where ideology now comes into play because as people are acting out their deeply held beliefs, what what do we really believe? What What is the reason for 
a university to ex exist? What is their mission? What are they trying to accomplish? Is it to form an ideological, uh, is it, here's, here's the way I'm going to put it. Is the American educational system, does it exist to perpetuate or to form socialist ideas or to prepare people to be productive thinkers in a flourishing human society? And so, yeah, the goals of Hamas, I'm going to suggest to you, are yeah. antithetical. The goals of, Ham of, of Ham Hamas are antithetical, in my view. Mm. It's the opposite of God's plan for yeah. Israel and mm. for human flourishing. Yeah, well, without a doubt. We have to run to a break. Pastor yeah. Gino Geraci of Calvary South Denver joining us. We'll have a few minutes more on the other side as we continue. Jimmy Sangenberger Show, News Talk, 710 KNUS. Telling it like it is, Jimmy Sangenberger on News Talk 710 KNUS. a beautiful version Way in a Manger by the man himself Eric Clapton as we wrap up this the second hour of the Jimmy Sangenberger show joined on the line by Pastor Gino Geraci of Calvary South Denver and host of Crosswalk on our sister station KRKS FM Pastor Gino as we wrap up, we've got a couple minutes left, and so I want to ask you a very broad question. And and I'd also invite you, even though we only have like two minutes, to work <laughs> in a, a comment if you want on Away in the Manger. But sure. let's put a bow on our conversation, if you would, because we were talking about love and the meaning of Christmas. But then going into something you said was not the opposite of it. Hate is not the opposite of love, but we were talking and illustrating about some of the Jew hatred in our society that contradicts that idea of love. Yeah, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, it is a beautiful version. And uh, again, that that song, I, I actually grew up with Cream in, in the 1960s. And, and uh, the, the song that he's singing is a portrait of Jesus that's presented in the Gospel of Luke. 
he begins life in humility. In other words, a royal figure usually has a royal entrance, but not Jesus. He comes in humility. He comes uh, in disguise, if you will. But there is this sense in which um, people need virtue. And I think it was a, I'm trying to remember the, the politician who said that uh, that a constitutional government requires a virtuous people, and um, the seven cardinal virtues are, are, are prudence and justice and fortitude and temperance and faith and hope and charity, and all of these virtues are described um, in the Bible, and. They're what binds everything perfectly together. And Paul talks about, and above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Um, the portrait that Luke presents begins in a, in a crib, but it will go to a cross. Um, it's not the only picture that Luke gives us. He comes in humility. He lives the most incredible life. He says the most incredible things. Jesus does the most amazing things that have ever been done. And then he dies. But in the Christian tradition and Christian belief, yeah. he comes back to life. And it's that, I think, that's given us a lasting legacy Beautiful. that we remember at Christmas time. Perfect timing. There's the music. Pastor Gino Geraci, my friend, catch him two to four, or four to six, I mean, on KRKS 94.7 FM. Thank you, Merry my Christmas. friend. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. God Jimmy. bless you. We'll be back. Jimmy Sangenberger here with you, 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.